0: Hey, guys, this is Jack. And just before we start this episode, please consider leaving a review on your listening platform. We really need some reviews right now since we are growing our podcast. And I do hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hey, hello. Welcome to the Nomad Tactics Podcast. Here provide a complete how-to guide for digital nomads. I'm your host, B, and I'm joined once again by the co-host, Jack. Today, we're going to talk about where to hide your valuable stuff while you're traveling as a digital nomad. I will start with a quick summary of the episode. First, me and Jack are going to quickly summarize the two main types of risk involving your belongings. After that, we're going to talk about how the level of safety of a country relates to the different strategies concerning how to store your things. And finally, we're going to make some considerations to do with how to hide your things in your accommodation as a digital nomad. I hope you enjoyed the episode.
0: So, hello, Mr. B. Hello, Jack. So, in this episode, we are talking exclusively about where to put your valuables, like cash, electronics, jewelry, etc., when you are traveling.
1: Yeah, in other words, we're going to be talking about if you should be bringing your valuable belongings with you whenever you go out from your accommodation, or if you should leave it at your accommodation. And as Jack just said, today, we're going to exclusively talk about where to put the valuables. And in the subsequent episodes, we're going to talk more generally about travel safety tips related to your belongings. So, Mr. B, I think, as
0: usual, we should put this topic into our digital normal life system. And for people who don't know what the digital normal life system is, it is a six-step system that aims to explain step-by-step how can you go from a non-digital nomad life into a digital nomad life. So, Mr. B, where would you put
1: this topic into which step of the system? So, I think the topic today would fit the fifth step of our system, and the fifth step is called nomadic living. Um, Nomadic living is probably the broadest uh, of all steps in our system, And this step can be basically understood as the collection of all the advice that would be relevant to a digital nomad when he's living in a given base, i.e. a place where he's living for a short while. Of course, the advice within this step of our system is very much context sensitive, depending on the specific situation of the digital nomad and of the location in which he's living. The topic of where to hire things is something that would be relevant when you are living in a base. Therefore, it makes sense to place the topic here.
0: So, Mr. B, before we go into the main topic, I know you would like to outline what you call the two types of risk involving your belongings.
1: Yeah, that's right. So that's just a quick clarification that's going to be useful for the whole discussion here. When you're thinking about risks involving your valuable belongings or your belongings more generally, I would say that there are two main distinct type of risks. On the one hand, you have some risks involving yourself, i.e. the things you can do to your belongings yourself. On the other hand, you have the risks involving other people, i.e. the things that other people might do to your belongings, like, I don't know, stealing it. Surprisingly enough... I feel like the biggest risk for digital nomads or travelers to do with their belongings is risks uh, related to oneself. And what do I mean by that is that in most cases, when something happened to one's belongings is usually a case of the person either losing or damaging their own belongings as a result of some sort of negligency or lack of care. Having said that, in today's podcast episode, we will primarily focus on protecting your belongings from other people rather than oneself, since to protect belongings from oneself is just a matter of having a greater focus on what you're doing and not being so distracted. I see. So where should someone put their valuable belongings? Going back to the main question of today's episode about where one should put his valuable belongings, I already said that there are two alternatives here. Either one might bring the belongings with them whenever they leave the accommodation or they might leave it at the accommodation. It seems to me that there is not a single answer to this question of what is the best strategy. Rather, the answer to such question will depend on the quote-unquote level of safety of the country in which you are staying. Depending on how safe a country is, different strategies ought to be adopted. And more specifically, the main indicator we are looking for when we are assessing the level of safety of a country is if the country has violent crime, i.e. crime involving the threat or actual force, like gunpoint robbery, or primarily the country only has nonviolent crime, um, i.e. crimes not involving the threat or actual force, like pickpocketing. The way in which I classify countries is more or less the following. I think there are what we could call safe countries, and safe countries are countries where there's basically no crime. And some examples of what I would call safe countries are countries around some parts of the Middle East, some parts of Scandinavia, and some parts of East Asia. Then, slightly below that, you have what I call partially safe countries. Partially safe countries are countries where crime is unlikely to happen. And if crime does happen, usually it's from a non violent type. So there is not force involved, there is not the threat of force. Some paradigm examples of what I would call partially safe countries are many nations within. Western Europe. And finally, we have what I call unsafe countries. Unsafe countries are countries where there is crime. It's quite likely to happen once in a while. In such countries, both violent crime and non-violent crime are kind of an issue. Unsafe countries are places around South America, some places around Africa, and some places around Russia. So, yeah, this is the basic classification I make between the level of safety among countries.
0: So, I guess the question follows naturally is how can people assess the degree of safety of a country? So, Mr. B, you gave off this three labels like
1: safe, partially safe and unsafe. How can someone determine it? First and foremost, I need to say that you know assessing the level of safety of a country is not like a very objective thing. There is a degree of interpretation. People might disagree to a certain extent. But nonetheless, I think you can have a pretty good idea of the safety level of a place. There are a couple of different methods that you can use in order to try to assess the degree of safety of a country. So the first method would be to, you know, contact locals and ask them to get some feel if they talk a lot about violent crime happening there or if they say, oh, you shouldn't really worry if you are here or there. Basically, talking to locals, it's a great method. The second way would be to talk to digital nomads. And to do so, you can use like local Facebook groups for digital nomads and you can create a post and ask, which kind of thing should you be careful? Is there violent crime in the place? Did other d- digital nomads experience something like that? The third method is to rely on the very famous Nomad List website, where they provide a safety score for each city. To be honest, I don't know how they come up with such scores, but like by simply going through the website and looking at different cities that I have been before, I feel like it's more or less accurate. And finally... The fourth method, and perhaps the best method to assess how safe a country is, is to use the website Travel Safe Abroad. This is basically a very good resource that's going to tell you, going to give you an overall score for how safe each country or city is. Not only are they going to give you this kind of general overall score, but they're also going to provide you some details of what kind of thing you can expect and what kind of risk is involved to go to a certain place. So they're going to talk about pickpocketing. Is pickpocketing a big thing there or not? Or being mugged more generally? This is definitely a great resource, and we're going to link in the show notes the Travel Safe Abroad website.
0: Okay, so now we know how dangerous a country is. Mr. B, which strategy should we adopt based on the safety level of each country?
1: Once again, just to reiterate, to make things very clear, the two main strategies are the following. Either you're going to get your valuable things and take with you whenever you go out, or you're going to leave things at your accommodation. And very likely, if you're a digital nomad, you're going to be staying in an Airbnb. The second option of leaving the things in your Airbnb can be further subdivided into two minor strategies. The first minor strategy is to, you know, leave your things in the Airbnb and not hide those things, simply leave it there however you want. And the other sub strategy is to leave things in the Airbnb but hide things there. So with that in mind, let's go over each scenario and what strategy I would advocate. If you're going to a safe country, it seems to me that the best strategy is to leave the things in your accommodation and really do nothing else. Also, the reason why I would not take the valuables with me whenever I go out is because by doing so, I would be subjected to the other type of risk that I talked about in the beginning of the episode. In other words, you might forget the thing somewhere, you might drop the thing somewhere, and due to some sort of negligency, you are risking your valuable belongings. So it's better to leave those at home since it's unlikely someone gonna enter there and steal the things since the country is safe in the first place. Okay, moving on. If I'm going to a partially safe country, the strategy I would adopt is to either take the valuables with me whenever I go out. Or leave those at home and hide it. In the case of a partially safe country, I think both of these options are valid and there is a degree of personal preference, what do you feel more comfortable with. On the one hand, if you hide your things well in your accommodation, most likely your Airbnb, it's very unlikely someone will be able to find your things. Even if someone enter your accommodation, your things should be safe. They're not going to be able to find it that quickly. On the other hand, if you decide to take the things with you, it's also unlikely something will happen because it's a partially safe country and there's not a lot of violent crime. Therefore, as long as you're not too distracted or too negligent and you take care with your things, nobody going to come and kind of force the things out of you, uh, pointing you a gun. Moreover, if you decide to take the things out with you whenever you go out, I would strongly encourage you to have something like a money belt for your essential documents like your passport and also some anti-taf backpack. I will link in the show notes some of the products that I would recommend for you to have with you in order to better secure your things when you're outside. Okay, moving on to the last scenario. Now we are talking about unsafe countries. It seems to me that the best strategy for unsafe countries is to simply leave your valuable belongings at home and hide those. The reason why I think leaving the things at home and hiding them is the best strategy in this scenario is because even if you take your valuable things with you when you go out and you're really careful... Since you are in an unsafe country, you might face a scenario of a violent crime. So someone might come to you and threaten you by, I don't know, pointing a gun or a knife. And in such scenario, there's not much you can do. You're simply going to need to handle your things. So taking your things outside with you is not really safe. I think it's a much better alternative to leave things at home, hide them really well, And probably nothing going to happen because the person not going to be able to find it.
0: I'm just going to plug here that if you want to find a good Airbnb, you can listen to our episode 16. So, Mr. B, you talk about hiding things at your accommodation. Can you please specify a little
1: bit more where do you generally hide things? First and foremost, I personally don't like to use safes provided by the accommodation, especially hotels, but this also applied to Airbnb. This is because, you know, if you search on Google for like 10 minutes, you're going to be able to see that these safes provided by accommodations simply provide you a false sense of security, but they can be quite easily accessed by someone else. So the security behind this kind of home safes is not really a thing. For me personally, I prefer to hide things well around the accommodation. The way I personally hide things is quite unique. I like to look for gaps in the accommodation. So what do I mean by gaps? It's like under the fridge, under the microwave, between the wardrobe and the desk, for example. Of course, gaps are small. You can only put small things there, but it's good enough to put your laptop, your some cash, some essential documents, your passport, stuff like that. For bigger things like cameras, uh, drones, stuff like that, I generally get slightly more creative and I usually put inside unusual spots like the oven or the microwave or behind furniture. I know some people kind of feel unsafe or weird about hiding things in such locations, but personally, I always did that. I already had people break in my flat, but they never found anything, so I guess it's good enough. Besides the hiding, another thing that I do whenever I'm in a partially safe country or in an unsafe country is I always leave a quote-unquote bait to the potential robber. In other words, I leave one or two valuables in a very obvious location, like in the main table. So for example, I get my old iPad and I just leave it there. The rationale behind that is because if someone were to get in, if a robber were to get in, he would very quickly see the thing there, the iPad. Probably he would just get it. And since he got something, he would probably just leave it and not you know, really look around. We need to think a little bit with the robber mentality he just want to get something but he doesn't have a lot of time so by leaving the bait there you are kind of protecting your truly valuable things by providing something with minor value
0: well let's hope the future robber don't listen to this episode so mr B, don't you ever forget where you put
1: your things um yeah i guess that's a good question but to be very honest i never really forgot And I think there are two main reasons for that. First, the things are valuable. You know, if you're like hiding nonsense stuff, like a t-shirt, maybe you're going to forget. But like, if you're hiding your passport or your laptop, when you're leaving the flat, you're going to think, oh, I got to get my passport or my laptop there. And second, another thing you can do that I do sometimes is to, you know, if you use very creative places to hide or if you hide... A lot of different things in different locations. One thing you can do is to open up a note file in your phone, simply right there where you're hiding things. So whenever you're leaving an accommodation, you're going to be able to collect everything you have around the flat. Perhaps would be clever to write the note file and put it on the cloud because if someone were to rob your phone, you would still have access to the file and check where everything else is.
0: So this is the end of episode. I hope you enjoy this. This is Jack and please leave a review on the listening platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you very
1: much.